What's up, guys? My name is Christian, and this is Season 2 of Masters of Life Podcast. We have a killer lineup of high performers this season, and if you don't already know, I share their habits, skills, and stories to help all of us just get a little bit better. So, without further ado, let's get it, let's go, right here on Season 2 of Masters of Life Podcast. What's going on, guys? Thanks for joining us this week on Masters of Life Podcast. Our guest this week is Daniel Kermani. He was the selling director for Saks Avenue for five years, but now Daniel is in Vegas and is the owner of the new sophisticated coffee shop, Daniel's Coffee and More. Before becoming a business owner, he spent 15 years in the luxury retail industry. He is passionate about providing high-quality coffee with excellent customer service to the locals of Las Vegas and beyond. Daniel, thanks for joining me today. How you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. It is my pleasure. So let's go ahead and kick things off. An interesting fact about your background that has shaped who you are today. Sure. Um, I think an interesting fact about my background is that, you know, with all my years in the customer service field and understanding luxury high-end retail, that you can kind of take that and do anything with it. Um, it might sound funny, but when you understand people, you can kind of do anything in that realm. And really mastering that you know people just want to be served by people want to work for people that are appreciative and thankful of you know what they bring to the industry so that's kind of an interesting fact about me and that um i still do call new york home um and i've been having a really uh eye-opening experience here in vegas do you feel that because you've dealt with luxury clients for such a long time that you now treat everybody like luxury clients absolutely i also think that there's a stigma that goes behind you know quote unquote luxury i think you always want to bring the highest level of customer service to anything that you do so whether it was managing a team of you know 50 on a hundred million dollar luxury shoe floor to selling a four dollar cup of coffee and driving that team to greatness it's kind of being able to transcend that to the masses Mm -hmm. yeah completely agree so, you know, in your long-term career and that has brought you to here today, what was your biggest failure and how did that shape you or biggest setback? Mm-hmm. So I look at failure um, in an interesting way. I think we learn from our failures and we can grow from them. I think one of the biggest setbacks was more of an eye-opening experience and I don't think it was a setback. So my latest role with Saks Fifth Avenue, who's one of the largest luxury retailers in the United States, um, you know, I was with them for five years and I got to watch a company change a lot. Now this is a company that's been around for, you know, just celebrating their 95th year um, this year. And when I started with them, it was very much one way and under a very specific corporate structure. And they were going through a lot of changes. And towards the end, um, I just realized that when things change and people change and their titles change and you report to different people, Um, you can still be doing exactly what you're doing for the people before you. But at the end of the day, people work for people. And sometimes, you know, the understanding or the expectation just isn't, you know, isn't the same. And I feel that when there isn't consistency, that's when you kind of start to lose the guide of vision of what it is that you're there to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think kind of the biggest failure in my eyes was realizing that I kind of didn't want to work for corporate America anymore and Mm. but what I learned from that is that it kind of propelled me to do what I'm doing right now so 
it was kind of a two-sided thing. Yeah, like there's no regrets doing it. Absolutely, but you're glad absolutely, hundred percent, no regrets. I mean, there's times where you can miss that world a lot, and you can miss the ease and consistency of going to work and just literally clocking in and clocking out yeah. and not being a business owner. But the rewards right now, I believe, are going to be so much more great. Yeah, and it it sets you up, like you said. It's it's whether it's financial or whether it's mental. Mm-hmm. You really ha- now have that experience to go on these exciting adventures. Absolutely. So what is your biggest fear and how do you plan to overcome that going into this new venture? You know, I, I think fear is something that everybody deals with every day, whether it's a quick glimpse of fear for 30 seconds or something that we dwell on for a little bit longer in the day. I guess my biggest fear would be that this whole thing doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, find myself in that mindset a lot. I try not to. Um, I'm very much of a believer of day by day. And I know it's kind of played out right now, but it is what it is. And when you just focus on the hour by hour and know that you're giving it your all, um, it kind of helps subside that fear. Yeah. I think there should be a support group for entrepreneurs because I imagine that's the whole mindset is, is this going to work? Is this going to, is the right decision? especially when you take a huge leap, like leaving New York yeah. to come to Vegas. I know. Don't, so let's talk. Don't a, remind me. Oh, okay. No, so I'm, I was kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go for it. But I wanted to talk about why, why Vegas and all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of things that kind of played into that. Um, we did a lot of market research. Um, we did a lot of investigating into, you know, what areas work best. Um, a lot of research has proven that Vegas ha- is one of the, fastest growing, you know, cities in the country um, in terms of millennial growth and um, the younger population and where the careers are moving to and housing development and opportunities for people and where the, in that realm, what commodities are the most requested. And we just found that there was definitely a room for a luxury coffee growth environment. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, living in New York, being originally from Los Angeles, born and raised, I would say about five years ago, there was this huge coffee boom um, in the major cities on the coasts and getting to watch that happen was really cool. Um, and seeing that, you know, where is an area that we can bring this sophisticated experience to an amazing group of people. And I feel like Las Vegas locals, tourists, people that have been visiting us so far in the short three months that we've been open have been able to understand that. So was coffee always something in the back of your mind? No, no, no. So so really interestingly, I, after being in retail for so long, I always knew that I wanted to be a business owner. And mm-hmm. I always knew that I wanted to do something that could, you know, reach the masses and create an experience. That was more than anything. Um, someone wise once told me um, that we, if we talk about that later, that would be great. Just that if you're good at what you're doing in management and in providing that experience, you could do it with anything. Mm-hmm. And I really stick to that um, to this day. Um, so it was really interesting when I was doing a research of what could be, I always, you know, and came to that conclusion that I know I want to work with people and what does everybody like and coffee and then mm-hmm. doing the research of what kind of coffee and where do I want to bring it and what do I like and what do I think people would like? And so that's where we are now. Man, you should have invited me to that taste testing. I would have loved to be there. Yeah. So can you tell our listeners about an event that totally changed the course of your life? Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Um, so what kind of a big event that kind of changed the course of my life? Well, I'll tell you a little bit of a personal event that changed the course of my life, but it actually helped me understand that I could 
really do anything. So mm. I would say about uh, maybe 10 years ago, I made a decision to lose an extremely high amount of weight. So I was extremely overweight. I was always an overweight child. Um, I think in at the, around the age of 25, I kind of made that decision where I didn't want to do this anymore. I didn't want to be that person. Um, and I undertook the challenge of like, and I did a lot of research and growing up, I, you know, looked to maybe do surgery and all that stuff. But I lost, long story short, I lost 110 pounds. Wow. Naturally, um, diet and exercise, a really ris- uh, rigorous program that I stuck with. Um, kept off almost all the weight for a long time. I did have an injury a few years ago that kind of set me back, but we're working on it. Um, And I think that going through that experience, if you you are dealing with struggles that are your personal struggles and that you want to make a change, the mind, I think, is beyond anything the most powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that just taught me that you could literally do anything. So whether it's something like that, that is a personal struggle that you're dealing with, but being able to take that experience and propel it towards your future and towards your business and towards your career um, or whatever it is that you're as an individual focusing on, I think mm-hmm. um, you learn a lot from yourself. The power yeah, of the I mind mean, is something incredible. Yeah, I mean, the discipline trickles into other aspects of your life. Yeah. And it's crazy at the age of 25 to have that mindset. Yeah, I think I was even younger, like maybe 23, but yeah. Oh my gosh, see? Yeah. So yeah. at 23, you already yeah. had that mindset that this is not where I want it to be. Yeah. And then you had the discipline. How long did it take to lose that 110? So the first 50 pounds was super quick. Um, I think when you have youth on your side and 100% determination, <laughs> yeah, um, that was super quick. Uh, I would say about two months for the first 50 pounds and then That's amazing, maybe though. another eight to 12 months for the rest. Um, for those of you who weight's an issue, I know that's a big problem in this country. Um, the losing of it, is not nearly as hard as the aftermath and the upkeep of it. Mm. So that to me, I think is a daily struggle. And I think that if you're a person who generally is, you know, battling with weight, you know, for your entire life, um, that's something that you have to be daily, you know, focused on. Yeah. Cause your, your goal isn't anymore. I want to lose X, Y, Z. It's now I got to maintain X, Y, Z. Yeah, absolutely. And that is so much harder. Yeah, very hard, harder. especially in this. Yeah. Cause you don't have, you don't have the milestones anymore. Exactly. Oh exactly. gosh. That I was fun. Completely understand. So what habit or skill has really propelled you forward in your career mm-hmm. and in your life? I think in my career, uh, skills that, you know, remain, uh, understanding and waking up every day and knowing what it is that I want to accomplish. So I don't like to just blindly get up and not have a plan. I think that when you know what it is that you're doing and that you set, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for the team that you're managing or whether, you know, you don't have a job and you're still, you're out there looking for work, making sure that you have a plan. I think as humans, we strive to achieve greatness. Um, And if you for yourself are setting attainable goals on a daily basis, you can really focus on something that you can reach. And then when you reach that, that only will create positive endorphins for yourself that will help you start the next day and the next day and just go from there. So I would say kind of try not to do things blindly, um, set small focuses for yourself each day. Yeah. How do you, how do you do that? Do you write these things down? No, I'm much more of like a mental and a verbal 
person. So I like to kind of set it up for myself and then talk it out with my team and talk it out with the people that are, you know, focusing on my projects for that day, whether it's the store here in Vegas, whether it's my team who's working on future plans for the development of our company, just doing something, you know, yeah. just do something. Yeah. Be proactive yeah. every day. Yeah. So is there a, I know you wanted to talk about the influential figure that has really impacted you. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, is there a podcast book, right? Or obviously an yeah. influential figure. Yeah. Would well, so an influential figure, non-personal, but just in the mm-hmm. mainstream. Um, I love Rachel Maddow. I love what she does mm-hmm. at MSNBC. Um, her most recent, bl- uh, not blog, podcast, um, Bagman, which is available on um Bagman, um, sorry, was a really cool story. So it was about the, um, I'm not that much into politics, but um, it was about the Watergate scandal of Richard Nixon's um, term in office. And I just love the way she tells a story. I don't know. I can just listen to her deliver Mm -hmm. a story. I just really like it. So is her, is it just her solo or is the podcast her interviewing people? No, it's just her solo. Like her researching and writing this entire podcast based on things uh, that happened in the past. So I'm definitely kind of a history buff. I love listening to things that I don't, I think it's the way that a story is also told that makes Mm -hmm. a difference. Um, Anybody can read a book or watch the news, but when you have something directly in your ear and it's being told in a certain way, that's kind of sounds enticing yeah i don't know because it comes straight from the source yeah yeah and then i'm also a huge fan of brian kelly and everything he does with the points guy and i listen to that new uh podcast he interviews different uh figures in the travel industry and um i'm a huge travel nerd so oh i mean you've been all over the country yeah where's the where's the craziest place that you've been or the best place that you've been outside of the country so most recently i visited singapore this last uh, spring, and I loved it. Um, I love cities. I'm a city guy through and through. Um, yeah. So any type of city that you know, you know, just you can see civilization living, but in a super clean, you know, well done, executed city structures are yeah. awesome. I love places. I love Hong Kong. Um, most exotic, cool place I love. I love Thailand. Mm. Um, I'm a water sign, so anything that any all these cities are just surrounded by water. So yeah. anything that's surrounded by water, that's why I think I have such a tough time in the desert. Oh right, yeah, yeah far away from home. Yeah, just far away from any mass body of water. I feel like I'm not in, in a yeah. zone, but yeah. So do you love Hawaii? I do. I actually just recently went to Hawaii for the first time. Oh, for the first time two three weeks ago for vacation. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I, what what so island? I was in Oahu and on in Honolulu. Yeah, um, I was actually supposed to be in Miami that weekend, and Hurricane Dorian happened. Mm. I was lucky enough to be able to get to go to Hawaii. Yeah, so d- you knew that Hurricane was Hurricane Dorian was coming. Is that yeah. why you? Yeah, well, kind of waited till the last minute until the airline allowed me to switch, switch things around. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, did you want to go ahead and talk about the influential figure in your oh, personal yeah. life? Oh uh, yeah, you had asked me about um, when we were talking earlier about my career and someone that kind of shaped me. So you know, when we were talking about Saks and my past and all that, I think that um, coming from a non-luxury background before Saks, but still many years of retail experience, um, someone who inf- 
you know, really made a difference in my life was the person who hired me at Saks. Um, her name is Ryan. She was my vice president, a general manager at the Fifth Avenue store, and was the person who hired me and took a chance on me and kind of was able to propel that. Uh, but more than that, she was a person who was a mentor. And I think that what we talked about earlier, people work for people. There wasn't a day when no matter how hard the job got, I knew that I got to go to work for this amazing individual mm. who supported me, cared for me, looked out for my growth, looked out for my best interests, and did everything in her power to make sure that the working environment that is created is something that, you know, her, not only myself, but her entire team, you know, got to enjoy. And I think that that was so rare in a company that, has hundred, you know, tens of thousands of employees across the country to be able to find this person. And we are still, you know, in touch to this day. Um, she's someone in my life that I know that I can call for advice, that I can call to, you know, bounce ideas off of and vice versa. I think being able to, I feel that at certain points in our lives, you know, people come into our lives for a reason. And, um, you know, I think people just make all the difference. Yeah. So that's someone who really uh, stuck out to me because, you know, yes, of course, I'm a super hard worker. Yes, of course, I believe I deserve that job and that opportunity. But, you know, it's always about that connection that you have with the person who's meeting you. And I think that there's, we can go into the whole interview process thing forever and how much of it is. I know so many Americans and people here in Vegas and all over the country are looking for work still, you know. So I got to ask, because I think it's so interesting. You said that Ryan gave you a chance. Mm -hmm. So what did you say during that interview that convinced her man this guy needs a chance you know i don't know if it's something i necessarily said i think energy and of course my background and we talked business but i think our understanding of what it is that we wanted to execute mm -hmm. um, was very much on the same page you know okay. she was a vp in the flagship she hired me for a very you know specific role and then our working relationship grew from there a few years after that I had the opportunity of following her when she got promoted to her own store in downtown Manhattan mm. and got the entire experience of opening an actual department store from scratch and so that was something that's an experience in my life which I'll never forget but that's probably a whole nother hour oh, but that is crazy yeah. and does she still work for Saks she doesn't um yeah. she left the company a few years ago um and is kind of doing her thing and yeah. doing amazing things um, with her family and we st we're still in touch and I don't know why I always have this weird feeling deep down that her and I professionally will connect again it's always mm. something that I tell her and it's always something that we kind of talk about and even though right now in this moment it doesn't seem that way because right, right. we're both doing such different things I just always have that feeling that that's going to happen again yeah and it's weird because you'll be shocked how many things come full circle. I mean, mm -hmm. you think you're separating and you're going a different path, but it always ends oh, up in the same 100%, path. for sure. So is there something that Ryan said or said to you before that has really always stuck with you? I know you mentioned a quote earlier. I don't know if this was from her. Which was it? I think, I don't know if you I were saying something. Listen, but it totally was because she loves quotes. Okay, there was <laughs> yeah. something you said that she always says to you or that she said to you to this day. It's at the back of your head. Yeah, I have to think about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think th there's a few things that like she taught me. I don't know if it's like quote basis, but you know, never, f you know, 
feel bad for what it is that you're doing and never apologize for the things that you bring to the table. Yeah. I think that's a quality that I really learned from her. Um, I, I learned a lot how to speak up and be able okay. to defend my thoughts and ideas, even if it wasn't something that necessarily would have come to fruition, especially within a corporate structure, you know, and that kind of works in life. Don't be afraid. Don't think that something is stupid. Don't think that something isn't going to, you know, stick because you're putting it out there. You have to take those risks. Yeah. One thing that actually one of her colleagues um, one time taught me is, you know, a lot of us, we walk around saying, I hope, I hope. Yeah. One thing I learned from her is, and when I heard this, it kind of changed my life in a way, is hope is not a strategy. Oh, that is so good. And when I heard that, I was like, damn, wow, because yeah. it's not. Yeah. So, you know, oh, well, do you think you're going to get this job? I hope so. Well, what is your strategy to, you know, put into place so you know as an individual yeah. you've done everything in your power or, you know, you're putting it out there that, oh, well, I hope this happens. Yeah. But what are you doing to see if you can make it happen? Yeah. I know, I believe, I mean, I'm not like a super religious person, but I'm definitely a spiritual person. I know that sometimes things happen for a reason, even though we're not fully aware of it in that moment. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I feel that, because that is so powerful. Hope is not a strategy. Yeah. I was thinking if, if you are hoping, and obviously I, because I haven't heard this saying before, mm. am a victim of saying it, mm. but that oh, means you haven't done anything in your power yeah. to make sure that it's going to yeah. happen because then you're putting it up to faith. Exactly. And it's just, that is, I believe in God. Okay. And this is not yeah, a religious no, podcast, yeah, yeah. but I believe everything happens for a reason, but God gave you free will to make sure it does happen. Do you believe in predestiny? I don't. Okay. I don't necessarily believe in predestiny, but I believe God puts the opportunities in front of you. Yeah. And it's your choice as a human yeah. being. That's a struggle for me. I mean, I don't want to veer too much into the God topic, but oh, good. I think that um, it's, I think predestiny kind of ties in with fate in a way, because if something is predestined, then it wasn't that meant to be later on. No, I agree. Something down but the I don't line. believe in fate. Okay. So, or predict. Yeah. Got it. Because I do agree they are the same thing. So you you believe like you're fully in control. You're fully in control. Of the day-to-day. -day. Of the day-to-day. -day. Okay. What you pray for, God will put in front of you, but it's up to you to take advantage of it or not. Cool. So what is the best investment you've made under $100? Wow. I bought some Apple stock when it was under a hundred dollars. That is amazing. Yeah. Yes, because it yeah. is now I think two hundred something. Two hundred, yeah, two twelve or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm actually excited for the oh, opening day. Or no, the uh, oh, keynote at ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Yes, right? it's at ten o'clock. Um, it's they're hosting it live. Um, check their Twitter. <laughs> oh wait, this is gonna come out way before after this. So okay, they're not even gonna hear it. What is your favorite quote? Um. I love this quote. I'll never forget it. Uh, my favorite quote is set a goal, make a plan, work towards it. But every now and then look around, drink it in because this is it. It might all be gone tomorrow. Um, mm -hmm. I just love that quote. It's something that I really try to live by because I think that us as humans are so quick to not remember what it is that we're doing in the moment. Yeah. And you can be so focused on something and then something will happen and you veer left and you just haven't, able to live in that moment or enjoy it or yeah. um i think again anything that can kind of pull you back down to earth and make you live in your conscious instead of just always being you know caught not up focused on what's happening around you yeah um, i think that's huge 
did you did you make that quote? No, no. Um, it's from a, uh, a television writer. Her name is Deborah Khan. She kind of works on a bunch of different things. But yeah, that's where I heard that quote. That's good. That's great. So, what advice would you give to a person just entering the real world? Um, let your let your path be your own. Um, mm. Don't be apologetic for the choices that you make. Be comfortable in your failures. Bask in them a little bit. Um, if you're lucky to have a flawless, not bumpy start and entry into the workforce and into the real world, mm-hmm. good for you, but doubtful. Right. Um, pick yourself back up. That I feel like that's kind of yeah the advice I'd give. Because I think that there's so many people who, if they don't get a job right out of college, yeah. they think the college is a waste of time. Yeah, they well, and I didn't go, even go to college, so. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but people in general who work towards something and it doesn't go their way. Yeah. It seems that they, it's easy to give up. It's easy to say, oh, fuck this, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. And so it's important that you pick yourself up, like you're saying, yeah. and really just say, this is not the end. This is just the beginning. I think it's also very different. I think times are changing in our country. I think, you know, um, the baby boom generation in America really helped shape, I think, the last 50 years of our cultural focus on here's your path, here's where you go to school, Here's where you come out of school. Mm-hmm. Here's the job that's going to be waiting for you. Here's when you pick. I think, what, you're 21 when you come out of college? Yeah. I don't think you know who you are, let alone what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I think that in our current culture of, you know, technology and things moving at an ever rapid pace, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many opportunities for individuals out there. I didn't even know that there are people that make money off this gaming like there's gaming yeah. happening yeah. i don't even know are you talking about like, like video gaming, game video gaming yeah like yeah people with like followers like that's a whole nother thing that's yeah. even it's the first time i've ever felt old about anything because <laughs> i had no idea and i'm usually so i don't up to the times I, I still feel like i'm 18 yeah but video games to me is like n64 whoa like that's when i used to play video games yeah like when i was a kid so i don't i don't know this whole new digital gaming yeah world and there was a 16 year old that won three million dollars what? Yeah, it's crazy. See? I don't even think he can he can put that money in his bank account. Yeah, his exactly. parents still have to get exactly. ownership of that. Exactly. So what is what does it even mean? Like, I mean, not that I'm knocking college at all. I yeah. think you know, you do you. Everybody has their own focus, and yeah. I know people in my life that are doctors, lawyers, dentists that are yeah. doing amazing things, and they definitely needed to go to school for that yeah. and for a very very long time. But if that's your passion, go. But that's that's a good point because I think, like you said earlier, the times are changing. Mm-hmm. Before you did have to go to college because people worked for companies for twenty, thirty, forty years. Absolutely. Where now people are changing jobs every two years, yeah. and unless you have a trade skill, yeah, there's really no reason to go to college. There's so much opportunity. Oh, for sure. Like you said, so what advice would you give someone entering your industry, whether it's entrepreneurship or luxury retail? I don't know. I, I'm really careful about giving advice. I kind of okay. like to say, you know, when I fell into retail, I had no idea that that's what I wanted to do. It was a summer job. It, you know, a friend of mine got me a job in a shoe store. It was supposed to be very part-time in between my first you know, semester in college, community college. And I absolutely fell in love with the idea of being able to work with people. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I'm really good at selling Okay. Like it's a skill set that I've tried to teach over and over again. And you know what's really funny? 
when things at Saks were changing, I actually really wanted to go into sales. For Saks. For Saks. They said no. They're like, you're a director. It's about to be holiday. Made up some whole story. Um, But that's my passion. That's my passion. And now I get to kind of do it for myself and kind of do it in a different way. But um, someone who wants to go into the retail, try it out. Get a sales job. I think Mm -hmm. everyone should work retail at some point in their life understand what it's like not only will you have an appreciation for when you're shopping in stores or eating in restaurants for what it is that those people are doing but it will teach you a responsibility factor of when you're in the service industry serving whether it's at mcdonald's or whether it's at Saks fifth avenue you are serving yeah and to be a servant that's really what retail is but i suggest doing it because it will help in so many other things yeah and it's it's also because I don't want to be that guy, but it also helps you appreciate how good service can make you more money. Oh, 100%. Uh, I mean, 100%, tips, 100%, right? 100%. Commission. And the idea, and this is actually a really good segue, the idea that retail is dead and that everything is moved online is, I believe, you know, there's a lot of that is true. I think, you know, Amazon is doing a really good job of... Taking jobs. Dri- exactly. And driving America's mentality of I need it now 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 and Mm -hmm. kind of really you can get anything at any time anywhere but there's still something about walking into a store and having a relationship with a sales consultant or your you know your person who does that for a living and can drive that service so not only you know is retail something that you know can be very daunting but if you build those connections and those relationships and those clienteling skills there's a huge business there. Yeah. And networking. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's all that client telling is yeah. like constantly being good at what you're doing and not just hoping for someone to walk in and buy something, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're working in a mall or in a strip mall or, you know, off the side of a road, I think we, we do it at the coffee shop. Yeah. You know, we, we, we implement client telling skills all the time. There's follow up with customers. There's things that customers want that we want to get in, whether it's via email, phone call, text message. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you're doing it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a lost art. Yeah, it really that's is for sure, and that's and that's sad. Yeah, so I wanna I wanna ask because we're we're wrapping up here, mm-hmm. but I do want to ask what your next step is. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about Daniel's Coffee. What makes it unique, and what yeah. is it doing that's really Absolutely. people should come see? Um, so we've created a really cool environment here in the desert that I believe um, that I hope that our customers are enjoying that you can kind of just come in and chill. It's really mm-hmm. relaxed. Um, it's really inviting. Um, beyond anything, I really pride myself in the service standards that I've set with my team. I have an amazing team, and you are nothing without your team. And I can tell you that right now. There's no way that I could do this by myself and that there's no way that I could have focused and put my energy into other things for the growth of the company if I didn't have an amazing team. So um, great customer service, really good coffee. All of our coffee is provided by La Colombe. Um, La Colombe is a roaster that started out in Philadelphia. Their motto is America deserves better coffee. And we believe Mm -hmm. it. And it ties in right with our motto of no drama, just coffee. So please leave your drama at home and come enjoy a cup of coffee. Uh, Really nice organic single origins that we do a lot of fun stuff with. So come check us out. Cool. So what are the next steps? Expansion, world domination. (laughs) Yeah, there you Um, go. You know, just kind of organically letting it grow. You know, we have our sites on some major market cities and an expansion plan. So 
definitely stay tuned to our IG feed and our website for updates on that. I think um, being able to kind of organically grow this idea that, you know, come into our shop, have a good cup of coffee, stay a while, um, or get it to go. Right. So we have a drive through for the Las Vegas location, which is huge out here. Yeah. I didn't even understand this driving <laughs> culture. I think I saw dry cleaners that had a drive through. I have seen that. I saw the Goodwill store has a drive through. You could so drive. they have a menu. No, so you oh. could drive through your donations at the Goodwill oh, store oh, okay. and not get out of the car. It's yeah. kind of wild. Wait, how do you? So you just so like you through your front just drive window up. and yep, you just exactly. throw it through there. Exactly. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but see, that's just, people are lazy. Man. Yeah, no one wants to move. Yeah. Well, guess what? If it was 110 degrees, I realize why there's drive. That makes sense. So see? you know, yeah. I'm surviving the tail end of my first summer here. Yeah. So. Well, you made it. It's cooling down yeah, today. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's only 90 today, so we're good. Yeah, and I don't know if that's... Well, it gets pretty hot in New York, doesn't it? Yeah, and it does, humid. but I know I'm crazy. I prefer the humidity. I love the humidity. Oh, yeah, you're psycho. Yeah, you're yeah, for sure. Psycho. Yeah. All right, so as we get busy, we sometimes forget why we do what we do. So this last question is, what are you grateful for? Uh, this might be the cheesy answer, but I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful mm -hmm. to be able to have the opportunity every day to... Um, just be here and kind of experience the moment now. I think we're living in a really interesting time is how I'm going to say it. I think we're very much a transition. I'm really interested to see what the next decade is going to look like. Me too. The first 20 years of the 20, the 2000s have been interesting. It's a lot of change. Yeah, a lot of change. A lot of change. Like I don't every like change, five years. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we're adapting. Well, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you got to get used to it. Yeah, so. absolutely. But there's something also about consistency. And I'm going to always go back to that consistency. The only thing, what is that? Oh my gosh. I think Mark Zuckerberg said it. The only thing, oh God, it was so good. The only thing consistent in this world is change. Was that Mark Zuckerberg? Was it not? I feel like that's a famous quote. It is. Yeah. It might have been, or he might have ripped it off someone. Isn't that what he's good at? Dang. There we go. <laughs> bang, bang. But I, it's a quote. Yeah, it's a, quote. it's a great quote. It's a quote, nevertheless. It's a great quote. So yeah. whoever said it, um, I think it goes along with what you're saying. Yeah. And so go ahead and let people know where they can learn more about you, your business, and where can they come in contact Absolutely. with Absolutely. It's weird. Now we uh, start our promotional intros by checking us out on Instagram at Daniel's Coffee and More or online at danielscoffeeandmore.com. Um, we are located here locally in Las Vegas um, with more locations to come. Perfect. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you to our guests for killing it today. There are so many amazing people out there who have so much to share. You know them, and I'd love to meet them. Send them my way. Thank you for joining us this week. Again, I'm your host, Christian. Share, subscribe, and I'll see you again next week on the Masters of Life podcast.